Райдан Дони. I'm Eyal Sivan. I'm a filmmaker and um, I'm part of the Masters uh, in Film in the Netherlands Academy of uh, Film here in Amsterdam. And it's a strange discussion because um, we know each other in a certain way. And so we will maybe start from the middle or we will start from yeah. the end. Um, I mean, we wonder about a few minutes about what we will talk about, and uh, said what we'll talk: Israel, Palestine, cinema, and politics. And Raid said whatever. But uh, I would like first, as I said, to start from the end, and in the end, there is a context, and the context is that since this 1967, since the 50 years of the occupation of 1967, 750,000 Palestinians uh, went through Israeli uh, jail or interrogation system. If we think that um, the population of those uh, occupied territories, 1967, is something between around three and a half million uh, Palestinians. This means that we're talking about more than 20% of Palestinian population going through the jails. Um, but the film is not about the past, and in film, even if it's finished, uh, what is uh, strongly possible that while we are talking, what we just saw on the screen is ongoing. And um, uh, I would like to make just a reminder uh, for this ongoing, because I think that this is the, the film, in a way, this ongoing, which is to say that uh, in the week between the 9th and 15th of November, which is just last week until the day of the opening of Idfa, the Israeli army and the Israeli secret services uh, invaded 96 times uh, Palestinian communities in the occupied territories of Best Bank and Jerusalem and arrested 82 persons, so in last week, uh, 20 uh, kids and two women's. And as somebody that was and is part of those 20% in the past, I want to ask you what it is a society where 20% of men, it means almost two in each family and women went through this? Uh, first of all, it's uh, the positive thing out, out of this story is that casting is very easy. Uh, so this is my benefit as a filmmaker out of that. So it's, uh, it's not complicated. You just post an advertisement in a newspaper and you get those. You see? It's, uh, no, actually, I think uh, talking about Palestinian society, uh, positive side and negative side. I think it's uh, as an, an entire society who passes through a traumatic experience is, uh, uh, is in a way uh, has to teach himself, has to learn how to adapt. Uh, 
and I think this is something very specific about Palestinians. As you noticed here, uh, most of the, actually this is a kind of example of the Palestinian society because they are from everywhere. They are from refugee camps, uh, cities, villages, and they 50 or 60% came based on advertisement and newspaper. They are working class, they are teachers, architects, uh, and uh, artists, and uh, intellectuals. Uh, like, they are a mix of the Palestinian society. And I think what's common about the Palestinian society is that uh, uh, we learned how to become a survival in a way. To be honest with you, if I saw myself or I saw my character or if they see themselves as a victims, I don't think we'll be able to deliver such a film. I think there is a kind of, there's a kind of proudness mixed with pain and mixed with a special technique of surviving through telling the jokes, through black humor, through, through bringing additional energy, through uh, going over the pain, through making a joke about a uh, very painful thing, like a sexual scene. He turned it to become a kind of big joke in 30 seconds in reality. So I think Palestinian society is a kind of uh, uh, society of survivors, because I think the fact that we go to jail for a reason of a kind of a human reason, we are going for our fight for justice, we are fight for freedom, and this is a big dignity. So in, in a way you have a kind of physical pain, psychological pain, but at the same time you have a feeling of proudness and dignity. So, so together, both of them together, you are trying to find the balance and you are trying to survive. That's why I always see Palestinians are survivors. It's a kind of release community of survivors, and I think uh, there is something to learn there. If you go to Palestine and you have in your mind Freud and all his, uh, and all his theories about psycho and psychoanalysis, I don't, th I don't think it works. I think approaching Palestinian society, you need to approach it with a, in a way to, to explore and to discover and to learn a little bit about this human experience in a way. So this, this uh, 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 human experience, which is composed from a traumatic event that most of the population went, uh, went through. Uh, for me, the, I mean, I've seen the film many times and we had occasion even to, to speak while you were editing. And it's among those films that um, you don't wonder what they're doing, not only to the spectator, but I want to ask you what I never asked you, what the film did to you when you did it? Because there is the story of the making of the film, but there is something that happens to this community of people while doing the film. I can, I can, I can say the following, now if you, as an ex-prisoner, I'll speak now, as an, an, as an ex-political prisoner as an, and also as a director. Uh, today, if you told me Al-Maskoubiya Interrogation Center, for example, the first image come to my mind is uh, the last Dabka scene, or the, while I'm in the cell with Abdullah and he's telling me about love story and all these funny moments. So, and of course, the real prison is still, still uh, living inside me. So I still have this memory. But the, the fact that I replace an image with another image, in a way, I think this is a kind of very deep and complicated issue to talk about it, because the past is already past. 
but the past is still living inside us as a chemical that our brain produced the moment we remember that past. So if you manage through an art or through cinema to change this image, so you change the chemicals inside your minds related to this image, so you change the past. So I change my past, simply. And the others? I hope so. I hope so, but honestly, I feel very good today communicating with them. For example, the assistant director, he's studying La Famise now, and I think he will become really a good filmmaker. Uh, most of them has a very positive effect out of the film. Uh, one of them, he told me, Adnan, he told me during filming. Adnan is the one that speaks speak about, about his, brother. his brother. who tried to get suicide. He just came and told me. And most of them has a very positive effect. I think, I think for all of us, us, it's a kind of touching something very deep. And uh, it's depend on you. Maybe after you, you know, when you go to a, a tough experience like a trauma or, or trauma, usually when you go out, you deny it just to survive. So, and denying is a technique, you know, a technique to survive pain. In this film, I think we touch it. If they want to deny it again, they can because they pass the real prison and they, they know how to they know how to pass to pass through the pain, how to how to cover it in a way. They are trained to do that. I, uh, I, one of the things that I was struck very uh, 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 soon early in when I heard even about the project was, and I've seen the the first scene and continue to, to amaze me each time as somebody that's coming from, I would say, the perpetrator's society, as an Israeli, it's the facility of the choice of the stand when you're proposing where you want to stand, how easily you want to be a perpetrator when you have the choice to be. Yes, of course, I think. <laughs> I think that's one of the... Even for me, myself, in the first scene, when I asked Muhammad, where is the desk of the colonel? He, we bought the desk. I said, front of the desk. I want to become the colonel of the place. And I think this is coming from my need as a filmmaker. You know, usually filmmaker, we have authority, and we dominate things, and we try to, to build things. And so, so in a way, it's a mixture. Like, can you imagine a filmmaker going back to the place where he has been under domination, he has been under control, and I have the tools now to take control of the place. But the good thing that, personally, I was acknowledged that. I noticed that, and I know this. And I use it in the film. In and a you way. use it in the film, even in the credits, you are calling yourself the authoritarian yeah. director. Yeah. And this, I want, because the other, the other thing, which is the, the fantastic thing of, of Ghost Hunting for me, it's the fact that um, you think that it's a film about something and it's about something else each time you change. And it's a great film about, about one of the strongest critiques that I've seen about this question of the relation between author mm. and authority. And it's a film about cinema also, and this authority of the, of the director. Can you say something about the I moment that you're being attacked by your actors? Oh, that's a crazy moment, actually, because, you know, playing in this film, in a way, I, I don't know how to describe it, because I'm also a kind of character, and I'm delivering to the camera, but instead of playing, thinking about a character, I'm thinking how to be connected with my, with deep myself, with, like, to be connected deeply and to reenact, or, or to, to play 
with what's with the situation with the others, etc. So when I have been attacked and they he beat my, uh, actually it's, uh, I don't know, that's a very special moment because uh, I, I know that I'm giving my body to them, I'm giving myself to them. We started as a game and I know that it will go far because uh, every time we do that it's go far and we have to stop each other. So, uh, and uh, when it's go so far and when I, uh, I, uh, actually, I, I like feed back in a way. Maybe it's not in the scene, but I, I fight back, and that gives me an amazing feeling, deeply feeling when I, when I did that. Maybe because I didn't do it in reality when I was 18. I was so scared. So in the scene when he like tapped me, I, I fight back, and that gave me an uh, amazing scene. And I remember that when we finish and get inside, I take the, the hood on mm -hmm. my head and I look, I, look, I look to the cameraman and I told him it's good. He told me, uh, I told him which lens. He told me 35 and I told him, okay, let's repeat it with 80. <laughs> and for the first time, my cameraman, he looked to my eyes and I saw him, he was almost crying and he told me no, enough for violence. And he put the camera and left. And uh, we left him alone and for a while, and after that, we, he, we heard shouting on the location. He stayed alone in the location, so the assistant cameraman go. He always I send the assistant when it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and he came, he told me that Camille is holding like the chairs and he's tapping, the, he's beating the walls, and he start to damage the set in a way. And at that certain moment, I learned a lot. I th at a certain moment, I learned a lot because no Palestinian did that. It's only the Swiss guy who's coming from the mountain. And that's, and really I thought a lot about it. What's, what's happening? Like, what's happening? Then I consult on a psychologist that he usually work with me a lot here. He used to come every two days to consult and to supervise, etc. And he told me simply because you and the others, you pass the real prison, and you know how to adapt. You know how to, to deal with it. For this guy, he, he, he don't have this technique that you learn it at the age of 18. He never learned it, so the only way he can express himself in this way. So, uh, yeah, many, many moments. Many I, moments. I, I want to tell you about the moment that for me, uh, uh, is maybe the most difficult, beside the fact that the most difficult moments are the moments that we don't see. And I want you to say something about this thing, the choice of how you play with what not to show this one. But the most, I would say the most emotional moment is this moment when the kids are coming to the prison, to the interrogation center. And uh, when you think that, uh, you know, there are kids that are coming to see their new classes or kids that are coming with the parents to visit the next college, and you see those Palestinian kids coming to, in the cell, but immediately they take the role, also them, of the yes. interrogator. <laughs> yes, and, and, and it's funny because what he told his, him, he told him, give me your ID. And this Which is, is what, what the Israelis are saying on the checkpoints. Exactly. So they practice immediately what the Israeli practice on checkpoint, not in a jail. They change the words. So, but it's, uh, I think it's, it's natural the moment you are under, under uh, you know, it's a kind of circle. That's, uh, 
You know, when you were in the Muscovia in 85, 86, uh, I think that in, uh, I was in Jerusalem at the same time. So the Muscovia, just to, to, to give an idea, it's in the center of the city of Jerusalem. It's uh, a police station and the cells are in, in the underground. But the area, it's the bars, hype, hype uh, hipsters area of bars and drinking. So you have on one hand the Israelis, young Israelis drinking, and on the other is the, the cell. So I might have been up. On Maybe, the part, yeah. Uh, and the part. But this, I, uh, about this, this coming into, in, going through the jail, which is also the school of life for the Palestinian uh, society. It's the place where you, you learn. And what you see, you, you, what I see in the film, it's something which is also a film about friendship, how friendship is being uh, built. Even more in real jail, actually, even more, you know. Honestly, if you ask me today, since I left jail like 30 years ago until today, I never regret that I spent one year in jail. It's one of the good memories. Forget about the interrogation center. The interrogation center is miserable. It's like really unhuman, fascist, whatever you can talk. But being inside jail among the other Palestinians at, at the age of 18, uh, learning a lot through them, having a real deep friendships, uh, friendship with other, I think this is a kind of something that I never regret because, uh, for example, the first time I smoked in front of my father when he came to visit me in jail. So can you imagine at the age of 18 he gave me a lighter? And uh, so... Uh, I, I don't regret it, really. I think, and also when I go out of jail, I remember uh, how the Palestinian community like receive you, how much welcoming, warming, surrounding you, give you the support, the, the family support, the community support. So in a way, it's a kind of balance. I told you, it's it's surviving system in a way among the entire society. Yeah, but in the same time, and I want to put you now inside this this moment the that the, no, not <laughs> I mean, not back, but in this moment that was created in Info, which is this uh, uh, shifting perspective on the Arab uh, world. Uh, in the moment that you're doing your first uh, uh, feature, which is uh, Fix Me, uh, you're doing something new that you will continue, which is uh, to speak about trauma. Uh, you're talking about this, the prisoners coming out and embraced and from the interrogation. But you started, like, the moments, milestones in the history of Palestinian cinema, which are around films and around figures, and you are the one that puts trauma on the screen from a position which is a psychoanalytic uh, position. And you're talking and also here people are speaking, those men are speaking about things that are not spoken, unknown but unspoken. What, what is the part that you calculated in advance and the part that you left in ghost hunting? In ghost hunting. Actually, be because you, and in order to give this, this uh, uh, discourse to come out, which is not something that you hear. Actually, this is a very long story because all this project has started as a fiction in the beginning. I start to write it as a fiction and the moment I start to research for the fiction, I'm meeting with ex-prisoners. I met with, for example, Muhammad Khattab, this beautiful guy with the glasses and with other, and, and some certain... Which is an actor. 
Uh, he's a dancer, not a an dancer. actor. He's an, a dancer, actually. He's a popular dancer. And that moment when I met him at his home, I, I never forget this moment, how he speak about the, his experience interrogation center. And because he's an, a, and because he's a dancer, he start to, like, he move while he's speaking. He stand and explaining. And then the silence and the deep look in his eyes and all this stuff. So I felt that, come on, this, this emotion that this guy delivered to me, I, I, I can't feel that I can deliver it through a fiction. I have to bring this realistic emotion into my fiction set. And all the stories start from there. It starts how to bring fiction, documentary into the fiction, and it's and to be an documentary, and there's a kind of using the fiction as a tool to express real emotion. So it starts from one place, it's unto another place. So, And all my calculation and the things that I, I have to think about it, I always said that if the documentary part work, if I manage to, to, to help those, the character to express deeply, everything will work. Because for me, all the gamble here, but, of mixing fiction documentary together is on, on the character. I know that the narrative is nothing in this film. Uh, narrative make, good narrative don't make films, no, don't make good films. It's, uh, it's uh, for me the, the key thing here are their characters. Because while you are looking, you are watching the, the development of the characters, even he's in a fiction part or the documentary part. So you are follow the character and you don't start to, after a while, you don't ask yourself if this is fiction or documentary because your heart is with Muhammad or with Adnan or with Ramzi, etc. And the format become not a question. And the narrative, what is the narrative? A group of people building a jail, what a narrative? It's, uh, it's, uh, you get to an empty yard, we end with a jail. We build a jail. So I have many questions about cinema. I have many questions about characters. I about to have many. But for me, the main important thing is that the documentary has to work in this set. I mean the, 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 the real feeling, the same feeling that I get from Muhammad while I'm sitting at, at his home. That was my big target. And tell me about, about, about this thing, which is to, to open, to open a, 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 a way, to propose a way within also the Arab and the Palestinian cinema to speak about the self and about the intimate, uh, the intimate uh, uh, trauma, which is also collective, but you are doing it already in uh, Fix Me. Actually, to be honest, you know what's the link between Fix Me and this one? In Fix Me, I was too much searching for my individuality, for my individual speak as a person, as individual. And I was obsessed with this question because an artist living in a place where there is a collective uh, uh, struggle, the collective identity is very heavy. And it's not easy to find your individual, uh, individual identity and individual language. You have to deliver the speech that everyone delivers. And I don't feel this is my speech. So I was searching for my individuality. Here, if you notice, I came back to a group film. But I came back to the group of, to a film with a group in the place, in the most place where collective identity do exist is the prison. So I'm going to back to the kind of the collective identity, but I still have my personal voice, my individual voice. And I managed to make a film without cliches, without, uh, it's not repeating the same cliche that we love to, to, to do as a Palestinian, about tourism, about etc. It's just a human. But the most amazing thing for, thing for me, 
that today, while we are sitting here, the film are screened in Ramallah everywhere in Palestine. It's making a big tour, and the film is becoming a big issue there, and people are welcoming it. So this is my real victory, that now I'm reconnected to my society, but with keeping my individual voice without like giving up to be part of the group, but I'm one of the group with my individuality. I love them and they love me. And this is the most important thing for me between the two films. The one that we will take questions. You want questions? Maybe I will give the floor if somebody wants to ask any question to Ryan, even if it's late. Yes, there's a question over there. Yes, please. Is everything what was said what they said that happened to them, the truth? And can you say what exactly happens with the rope and the ring and people tied to that? What, what exactly happens? Uh, in the interrogation, you mean? The what, what, what is the rope uh, thing? It's, this rope do exist in Al-Fara interrogation center. Yeah, it do exist. And they use it. And even they use it with electricity, not hand, which is worst. Because it can take you from the ground to three, four meters in a few seconds. And you usually you lose, lose conscious. But this has happened in the 80s, beginning of 90s. Now they don't use it anymore. It was forbidden. It's called the banana. They, they are hanging the people. You with can the find legs a lot in Betselem website about all the methods. You can even find everything about that in Betselem. Betselem? Yeah. Betselem. Betselem website, yeah. B E T Z E L E M, which is .org, which is. Uh, it's well, Israeli, uh, Israeli and human, human rights, rights uh, about torture yeah. and human rights. What they said is everything. What they said about what happened to them, it's truth. They didn't say much about what they happened to man. They, what happened to man is much more, actually, <laughs> honestly. part of the perpetrators and historically the Palestinians were the victims but there seems to me a trauma that is, is I don't want to I don't want to dismiss the, the relationship between the authority you know, the perpetrator and the perpetrated but I'm wondering if there's something that you see which is actually binding it's like from 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 Europe we're looking back across the situation which seems like my enemy's enemy you're both trapped in or well, I, I, I would like to transform your question into a question, if you want. If, if, we have, if we were in a game that we have to choose, you want to be part of the perpetrator's society, or you want to be part of the victim, you would choose what? No, I think I prefer to be in the place where I am, of course, but I don't mind to try once or twice. Uh, being a soldier and stopping some Israeli in a checkpoint just to see what can I do. So, you know, I, maybe I would like to experience that one day. But as a human being, no, I prefer my position for sure. I, I sometimes feel uh, sorry for... Uh, I mean, if you, want, if you want me to answer in your words, I mean, if I have to choose between one collective trauma and another collective trauma, I would prefer to choose another collective trauma than, than, than the one that was imposed on me. Yeah, I, 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 but, but what is interesting as well is that I was really interested that your film is showing in, in, 
I just think because your films are not. I mean, usually when we when we sit here and we, when we I've seen a lot of the films in the last few days. People are showing films here, but they're not shown in their own country. So it's really. I'm I'm I'm, ple I'm really pleased to hear you say that your film is actually being shown in Ramallah, and, but not in Israel, I'm sure. Uh, not showing among, like not only Ramallah, like it's touring all the villages, camps, etc., and also Nazareth, Haifa, Yaffa. It started last week too. We have many screening among the Arab community there. In, uh, in Israel, I'm, I don't know yet, but maybe I'm thinking to, because I, I, I boycott any activity related to Israeli, I'm supporting BDS for sure. And I'm not uh, doing any screening in like Cinematheque, etc. But I'm thinking about like to put it for free next year on YouTube for audience, Israeli audience, to see it if they want to see it. But uh, without being invited or without being uh, just, uh, if they want to see it, they can see it, of course. Of course, the first festival ever, usually they invite me, and I will never go. I would be quite annoyed if Riot will choose to go to show his film in an Israeli festival. I mean, I have a lot of respect and friendship, but part of our political understanding that we are both supporting the BDS and the boycott of Israel. And how can you imagine that I will pass a checkpoint from Bethlehem to Jerusalem to, and to be humiliated by an, a soldier than him then, or his cousin? I, I have to discuss with him later the, an, about culture. This is schizophrenic. It's, uh, together, they don't mix. Like, uh, you can't be a partner and occupier. You we know, are, so. Only here we can have a kind of, 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 a kind of an image of equality. It's, it's not, it's a kind of an image. But even Ryan and myself over there, nothing. I mean, immediately we are each one in his place. I mean, I can visit Ryan, he cannot come to visit me. Maybe I'll take the last question because I hear that there is, uh, somebody have a, feel that it's an urgent question. <laughs> yeah, this is unfair, I know. Uh, please, yes. Well, first of all, uh, I am a Moroccan filmmaker living here in Holland, and I want to say that it is really, really beautiful to see you sitting there together. Uh, I, I thank you for that. Um, my question is, um, because uh, it takes so long that there is no peace coming, and, and it takes so long, but the problem or, or what happened to the Jews, it happened in Europe, and, but Palestinians are suffering for it. So my question is to you both, do you think that Europe should do much more, much more to solve the problem? Because otherwise it's, it's not going to happen. It, it should have happened already, but do you think how, much, how long we have left? <laughs> I mean, come on, 100 years since the Balfour Declaration, we're talking, talking, and we will try now for 100 years to, to go for it. I mean, I think that the question is obvious. You want I think answer? Palestinian has to do more yeah. to liberate themselves. Mm -hmm. We don't beg liberation from anyone. I think, you know what, for me, 
the most important thing of this film is that it's, it's you feel that it's liberating the, the 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 soul of the Palestinian. Let me let me continue. We will never big, we will never big, and it will never come from other. For it come from us. We will liberate ourselves. Even you like it or you don't, but we will. And if you look to the history, you know that this last 60, 70 years of occupation is nothing in history. This what co do called Israel today is, if you look to the big history, it's, it's nothing. It's, we are living in a period of injustice, I know. It's not the best time to be in the Middle East, but uh, this is our uh, bad luck, but uh, this is injustice and it will never stay like that. It's not original, it's so not something that can do exist forever. How come? It's not possible. And if we, and as I told you, we liberate ourselves. And, 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 and if, because you, you asked the question also to me, which, which is, I think that this word about doing more, helping, I mean, creating dialogue, all this is absolutely irrelevant. I mean, what Ride said, uh, we will liberate ourselves, and the question, if I'm, I'm taking it as a question, is it's simple. I'm joined to the, str the struggle of liberation or not, and I choose 30 years ago. So, Thank you. We have to, unfortunately, we have to close. So um, you, want, you want to clo close, right? You I already close. close. <laughs> no, thank you a lot for coming. It's a great pleasure. And... Uh, Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, Eyal. It's a great pleasure.